Welcome to my podcast. Where are you really from? My name is Yael Gavish. I'm an Israeli stand-up comedian and I live in Boston now. So before I'm going to start to release the, the episodes with me interviewing other people from around the world, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Yael Gavish. I know that it's not easy for you to say my name like a lot of people unless you're from Israel and it's one of the most common names there, so it should be easy. It's still not that difficult. It's Ya'el. Anyway, so I came here to America three years ago. My mom used to live here. Now she moved back to Israel. I feel like she's trying to get away from me and I don't <laughs> let her. Uh... But for now, I'm here. I'm going to stay here even if she's there. I kind of understood the hint. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. She's the best. Uh, so I moved here three years ago. And a couple of years ago, I came, with, came up with the idea of uh, producing a show that calls Where Are You Really From? that involved other comedians from around the world. I had uh, Tom Kelly on the show from Australia. I had Brandon Lee, who grew up here, actually, in the United States, but uh, he, or his origins are from uh, Korea. And I had a girl from India. I had, uh, after that, I did a sh- another show in Improv Boston uh, with uh, Nora from Iran. And I, I like those, like... Type, <laughs> I know, like stereotypes of people from around the world that American people kind of feel uncomfortable to ask the questions that sound in their head sometimes racist and sometimes they just ask it without even realize that it's racist. Uh, I don't, th- I don't see it as racism. I just see it as very funny moments of my life. Like Americans that they don't know what to ask me, but they want to ask so many questions. And I'm here to tell you everything. Like I'm here to, to explain you about the other culture from out of states and my accent and, and where I'm basically, where am I really from? Because that, that question starts most of the time as, oh, where are you from? And a lot of people don't understand where, what, like, why are you judging me because of my accent because of the color of my skin because of the way that i dress because so many other reasons because i'm so amazing and and then most of the people from not from here would say the place that they are they live here ah, i'm from boston yeah i'm from worcester i'm from new york but they still don't believe you because you still have an accent <laughs> so they would ask it again with the word really and it sounds funny no where where are you really from and then for me every time i'm getting that question i'm saying oh, i'm from israel and then to get out of themselves think that i don't know sometimes they think that they they were racist with that question they're like oh no no i meant where are you really from in israel like you knew that i'm from israel right uh but yeah it's, it's it doesn't really matter where i'm from in israel most of the people here have no idea where rehovot is and their cousin on her birthright didn't stop in Rehovot. So you have no idea. But I like to tell them that I'm from Rehovot. Then they have very confused face. Uh, and they say, uh-huh, 
Like they know where Rehovot is. Yeah, Park Amada, of course. I've been there many times. Uh, yeah, so I'm originally from Rehovot. I'm originally, originally I'm from Kfar Yavetz, which is a village that it's like a big family. Um, my ethnicity in Israel, if you don't know that, we have, we build from a lot of Jewish that came from all around the world. My grandparents uh, from my mom's side came from Yemen. Uh, so yeah, basically I'm half Yemeni. And uh, my grandparents from my dad's side were born in Poland. So I'm a mix of Polish and Yemeni, which for most of the people in the world, it sounds weird. But in Israel, we have so many, like I'm, I'm second generation in Israel. My parents, both of them were born in Israel. But my generation already, just like a big mix, they have like friends who their parents are Russians and Yemeni, Moroccans and, and Polish. There's like all of those combinations, which I like. I, I love the way that it brings us, like the way that we look, the way that we act. The, the cultures from both sides are a big impact of our life most of the time. And it, it's just like a big mix of people from all around the world. That's why I love the people of Israel. And that's why I'm here, away of them, far away from them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I do love them. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so I am from Israel. I grew up in Rehovot. I lived in Tel Aviv, yes, the big city, for many years, for seven years before I came here. Tel Aviv is amazing. Tel Aviv is a very colorful uh, city. A lot of people asking me here, oh, you're from Israel. It's dangerous there. No, it's not. It's actually one of the safest places on earth. Like seriously, I felt they're safer than I feel safe here sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, I did go to the army. Uh, I didn't finish the army because I'm special. Uh, but yeah, we, it's a mandatory, so we have to do that, but because everyone has to do that, so we have so many options to do weird things, and actually, I started to do comedy when I was 15 years old, so that was right away my biggest dream of life, and when I started, like, a couple of years later, I had to pick, like, where I want to go in the army, and we have in the IDF, in the Israeli uh, Defense Force, we have units for actors and and comedians and singers and we have a band and it's pretty cool so you seriously have anything you want to do in the army so I picked to become a stand-up comedian and I got accepted I did the auditions and everything I I got it like oh it's by the way it's it's a stand-up comedian slash magicians so that was weird I don't know like Imagine like you're, you're going to the army. Yeah, I want to be a magician in the army. It's <laughs> you basically your role is going to be like going to other units and make them laugh and make them in, like entertain them, uh, which I think that it's a great thing. But unfortunately, one month before my drafting, they sent me a letter that said, we are very sorry. We don't open that unit this year. And I was like very anti everything already. Uh, I, they just like told me that they're going to send me to a mixed unit to everyone that didn't pick anything and it's not the best place you want to be. I was surrounded by a lot of people who don't want to know, like they don't know what they want to be in the army and it's, I don't know, I didn't like anything over there. But it still was very good in the, in the training and everything and the courses I've done that meant nothing at all. Uh, 
so then after when I arrived to my role, I was sitting in an office. I like to say that I was kind of an officer. I used to sit in the office every day for an entire day and play solitaire. Like seriously, that's what I used to do. And after a few months, I got depressed. I didn't like anything in there because I don't like, I don't know, I just, I just didn't like the system at all. So it wasn't easy for me. So I decided I need to see a therapist in the army. We have them too. So I saw the therapist and he said that I need to see a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist gave me a lot of pills. And the pills made me more depressed and more fucked up. So I became like a very, like a zombie. And then he suggested that it might be very good for me to take a break from the army. And I said, oh, that sounds good. So I took that break for a few months and I had the option after a few months to go back to where I was or to go home, which guess what I picked. (laughs) Uh, The reason that I picked to go home was because I already moved to Tel Aviv to make my dreams come true. So yeah, my my dream was uh, to become a stand-up comedian. So I was 19 years old in the big city. I was very young and I loved it. I loved it. It was, I don't know, I, I felt like I'm making my dreams come true right, right there. And I had a, a very long journey before I started to become a comedian. I always loved comedy since I was five years old. And I started to write and to produce stuff when I was in school by myself with the help of my, my great friends. And when I was 14, my cousin, she's French, she showed me a video of a stand-up comedian from France, and she told me, that's my favorite comedian, I have to translate you all the jokes. Back then, I didn't speak French at all. Uh, maybe I knew how to say that I'm on seventh grade. Je suis en cinquième. That was le chewing-gum la poubelle. I did took some classes in seventh grade, as you can guess, but, but that's it. that was my French. And my cousin translated me that stand-up comedian who is still, till today, one of my favorite comedians ever. His name is Gad El Malé. And when she translated me the jokes, I was, uh, okay, I I love that. I love that. That's amazing. I want to be a stand-up comedian in France now. And my mom was there and my cousin was there and they were both looking at me laughing and they said, ha, 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 you can't. And when someone is telling me I can't, I don't know why. I just have that ego that... More than I want to do that, I just want to show them that they are wrong. Especially my mom. That's our relationship since I was a baby. And I always do whatever I want, even if I ask for an advice. I already set my mind on what I want to do. So, I don't know, I'm one of those annoying people. Like, oh, what do you think I should do? I should do that or that? And someone would tell me that. I would be like, no, I prefer the other way. So, why did you ask? Uh, So, I wanted to show my mom and my cousin that they are wrong. So... Right, right after that, like I think a month or a couple of months after, I started to write my five minutes jokes in Hebrew because I decided like, okay, I don't speak French yet, but I speak Hebrew and I can do that in Hebrew right now. And I signed up to the open mic in Israeli first comedy club, the Kamel Comedy Club. Uh, it was in the central station of Tel Aviv. It's a very creepy place for a 15 years old and then I started to do my first show and I fell in love with that thing and I was like okay I need more and my parents didn't let me go every week they told me you can go every couple of weeks but only with someone with you you can't just go by yourself but someone that they know like my brother or my cousins so 
they basically had to go with me and it was very annoying because it's still an open mic and no one wants to go to an open mic every couple of weeks with an annoying little girl that wants to make her dreams come true so I have the best family they most most of them like were very into like go with me and try to help me go there because of my parents and I remember that Asaf a comedian that was a regular on the the comedy club told me one time, he saw me and he was like, why are you not coming like more often? And I was like, my parents don't want me to go. They told me that I can go only two, two times a month. And he said that, what are you, a dog? And I was so pissed at my parents back then. And I decided like, all right, I should go more often. So I started to lie to my parents and I built an entire world of lies, which wasn't good, but it's still like one of my favorite moments of my journey luckily i'm okay and i'm alive and nothing ever happened but 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 it was super stupid and creepy what i've done i used to lie to them they sleep over at friend's house uh and instead of that take the take the bus and go to the camel comedy club alone it's an area that there are many uh junkies and a lot of drugs and prostitutions and it's not the nicest place for a 15 years old and and then the, the worst part of it that the show was ended like at midnight or sometimes a little later but i couldn't go back home because my parents think that i stay over at, at this girl's house or this girl's house and and i had to to stay the night in tel aviv so most of the comedians were the best and they they hosted me and they they just stayed up with me all the night and were driving around um so I had like an, an amazing journey. My parents obviously found out about it after like a year, which took them so long. But yeah, they actually found out about my lies when they found out that I smoked weed. Oh my God. And I had to tell them that I wasn't present in school for a while because I didn't like, I don't know. I still like had like, I graduated and everything. So, and also back then I was like, who needs school? I'm going to be a comedian in France. Uh, anyway, after I, qu- I quit the army, after I finished my service, I decided that, okay, I want to focus on my dreams. I'm going to start study French because that was the beginning of the dream. It was, I think, like three years after I started to do comedy. And I started to take like basic classes in the Institut Français de Tel Aviv, in the French Institute in Tel Aviv next to my house. And, and that, that was great. Like I really liked the class. It was very basic though so I didn't have a lot to learn or something but I still kept doing comedy in Hebrew I still did that and then after a year that I lived in Tel Aviv I was like okay I need some vacation from my vacation life because I I was a waitress all that time so I went to Paris to see everything again because my uncle used to live there so I've been there a few times already and then after my army I was like okay I'm going to I don't know I'm going away I'll see what's going on and I bought a ticket I went to Paris and after a week he decided like all right what if I'm gonna stay in Europe for a little longer so I continued to Sweden and I lived in Sweden for like a couple of months and I did some my for the first time of my life I did stand up in English in Sweden Swedish people are very English friendly people so they they speak very well English and they're very nice people so it was very good it was I really enjoyed doing that but I still had that like French thing I still learned I still like I learned 
a lot of new words and a lot of expressions and stuff like that, like through Gad El-Maleh uh, stand-up. I bought all his DVDs when I was in France and I kept watching it and watching it and learned more and more and, and I liked that even more than I liked it in English. So I kept that as my dream. And then I went back to Israel and I stayed there for a couple of years. And after a couple of years, I just remembered that I had a big dream. And by the way, back then I had a boyfriend that I felt like I broke, my, I broke his heart, but I, I was in a moment of my life that I realized we live together. And I was 22 years old. And I just realized in that moment, after we live together, after we were together for a while, I just had a flashback of my dreams. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 22 now. If I'm not going to try to make it right now, I'm not going to be able to do that in a few years. Like, who knows? Who knows where life is going to take me? And this is the time that I should focus on my dreams. So that's my tip for you guys. If you're young and you are confused, do whatever you need to do. Don't, don't scare. Don't, don't, like, take the time. Like, do whatever you need as soon as you can. And I started to take, like, private classes and to see how I'm going to move to Paris. So... If I wanted to move to Paris, it's not that easy. It's not that it's just like, okay, I moved there now. I can't work there. So I had to uh, find, I don't know, like maybe babysitting or something like that. That won't be like weird. And another option is to become a student. So that was my plan. I also love architecture. I know that if I wouldn't be a comedian, I would go to that firm. Uh, it's very interesting. I love buildings and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'll just go to start studying architecture in Paris, in French, in a public school, which is free if you speak the language good enough. So I did that. I studied for the, the, the exam, the test de connaissance uh, français. It's an exam to show them that you speak French and you understand French good enough to become a student there. It's not like an extremely high level. You don't need to be like extremely fluent, but but you need to know French. So I almost passed the exam. I passed one half of it and then the other half I was very close, but I didn't. And I still decided I'm going to try go there and see what I, what happens. So I went there with one-way ticket, with no job. I had friend, the best friend of my cousin let me stay at his apartment, so I had a place to stay. I traveled a lot. I learned very well French. I had my best French friend uh, from Paris that guided me and helped me. And every time that I was there, I was walking next to the Camel Comedy Club, the, the Jamel Le Comedy Club, the biggest comedy club in France, in Paris. And I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, that, that's my dream. I don't, I don't care about comedy in Israel. I don't care about architecture. That was my biggest dream. That was the first idea. And, but I still like, kept looking like, okay, I need to become a student here because I cannot just live here. And they said like, no, I can't do that. And I went back to Israel and I tried to do that again, the exam. A year later, you cannot just do that like every month. So a year later, I tried to do the exam again. This time I passed the exam, but I had a problem because the university said like, okay, we're very sorry. There are other students that did the exam better than you. So we are full for foreign students this year. Try again next year. And I was very sad and upset. And I was like, okay, I can't do that now. Let's start to study here in Israel. At least I'm going to have something. And then maybe I can, after a year, I can move there to keep studying there. So I signed up to an architecture school in Israel. 
after a semester, I needed a vacation, obviously, because it's so... No, it was like, I, I'm just like very spoiled and also I missed Paris so much. So I moved to, I, I just bought a one, like one week, like ticket. I went for a week to Paris. It was great. And I came back to Israel. And when I came back, I realized that I didn't want to study architecture at all. I just want to be a comedian in France. And it shouldn't be that complicated. I shouldn't focus on, on architecture. I'm still young. I'm still... I still can make my dreams come true. And also, I have the friends that I need to try doing that. And the, the architecture became like something that I... Why am I doing that? So I broke my mom's heart and I told her that I'm going to quit school right now. And she was very upset, very sad. Because she's Jewish and she wants her daughter to become something and to be more stable. I understand her. Comedy, it's not an easy profession. And she wants me to be stable, like financially and, and in life. But that's not what I need. I'm sorry. Sorry, mom. Anyway, so I knew that I'm going to my best friend's wedding that summer. So I just decided that I, what if I'm going to just write five minutes in French with what I know right now and just go and try do that so I did that while I was doing that I found so many comedy clubs that's doing evenings in in English in the city and I said like okay I know how to do that what if I'm gonna do a lot of shows in English because I would feel more comfortable but also I'm gonna try to do the French set and that was the first show that I did when I went back to Paris the next time uh, I didn't know anyone in the crowd. I didn't bring anyone that knows me. I told them, like, no, 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 that's my thing. Let me do that alone. And it was hard. It was really hard, but it was the best thing I've done in my life. I, I remember I went outside of the club after I went up, like, went off stage. And I was like, oh, my God, I did it. I did stand up in French. I showed my mom. I showed my cousin. I can do that. And... I didn't focus a lot on my my French comedy, though. I, I liked it in English better. I don't know. The crowd is nicer. My English is better than my French. And then I ended up here. I came to visit my mom and I stayed. I met my husband. Uh, we live together. I love him. Achiba Olam, the most in the world. And he's also a comedian. And he speaks only English. He doesn't want to learn Hebrew. Uh, and he speaks English with no subtitles. Sometimes it's hard and it's... It's like extremely smart, so sometimes I don't understand what he's saying. Um, but we have like the best relationship I could ever imagine to myself. Like seriously, um, he's the best thing that happened to me in America, beside the comedy, and it's something that like influences, influences, influ influence me a lot in everything I'm doing and everything I'm, I want to do. And because if if it wasn't if it wouldn't be here, I would I might like move away to California to back to Paris. I would do something else. But he's here and and he's my heart and and I'm here with him trying to make my dreams come true through Boston. And uh, I can do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm stuck here now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not stuck. I'm going to Paris in May for a week and I'm gonna have some special. Uh, guests from Paris on the show so you you have to like subscribe and, and like and stay tuned because they have like the best people in the world on this show because beside me beside my story there are more there's so many amazing stories of comedians for me comedy is my therapist is it's better than my therapist and I can say whatever I want on stage 
besides some words here in America, in Israel I can say whatever I want, and no one is going to judge me. And, but yes, yeah, stop being that sensitive, America. Please do me a favor. Uh, and I'm sorry, like anything I'm saying is not coming from, like everything I'm saying is definitely not coming from a place that I want to hurt someone. I want you, I want, I want to make people, the, I, want, I want to try to make the world better. I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm not a, a supermodel to say that, but, but I don't know. I'm pretty enough to say that. I want to save the dolphins. I guess that's what they say. Um, but I want to make I want to make the world better. I want to get to as many people as I can and make them laugh. I want to get to people who are in my situation, people that left everything behind and try to set a new life in a different country with different languages and different culture. And I'm not the only one. So the, this is what the postcard for. I want to I want to get to more people. If you are a comedian that's listening to me right now and you want to be on the show, you're not from here. You also don't have to be from outside of the States. If you feel a stranger or you're getting that question quite often, like, where are you really from? Because of the way you look, because of the way you talk, because of whatever. If you're from Alaska, you're definitely not from here. Come to be a guest on my podcast. I would love that. Uh, the only thing, like, be funny, be, be good, be, teach us. I want to learn more. I want to learn more stories about other people's struggles in, in becoming a different person in different, like, environment. It's fun. It's, it's challenging. It's, it's really fun, actually. I really love, like, it's not easy. That's obviously, but, but it is challenging enough. And when you get something done, you are much more than happy you're much more than you would be happy if you would do the same thing in your comfort zone so it is a great challenge and and the first podcast the, the first uh, comedian that we're going to have on the show in the next uh, episode is going to be tom kelly tom kelly did my show twice already the show was like only twice but we're going to have another show of where are you really from this june uh, 21st, so if you still didn't get your tickets, you can do that already, so, so just go get your tickets. Uh, the event is in, on Facebook, the, we have the the page on Facebook, so make sure that you like and subscribe and and stay tuned to everything that's going on, so Tom Kelly is going to be the first uh, episode. Right now, it's kind of like a pilot episode, because I wanted you to know what is it exactly? What, what do you mean? Where are you really from? Uh, come on, you have those questions. Another thing, if you have questions to, to me, to, to other comedians, uh, Tom Kelly is from Australia. If you have any weird questions about Australia, don't feel like, don't worry, you're not going to be racist. If you have questions, you're curious. It's good. You want to learn more about our cultures. I, I love that. Like, don't, don't feel like, oh, I won't ask that because they would think that I'm racist. No, that's being curious. That's a different thing. Don't tell us that. Don't call me filthy Jew. <laughs> that would be racist. But, uh, <laughs> but ask us question. I, I love, I love teaching the world things about my culture, things about my, and also I don't eat gefilte fish, so don't tell me, oh my god, I love gefilte fish, I, I won't like you if you do that, it's disgusting, I would feel bad for you, and I would probably try to sell you other good food that we eat in Israel, like shawarma, that's amazing, gefilte fish, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry if you had to taste that, but don't try to tell me you liked it, okay, no one likes that, so yeah, so that that's, <laughs> but uh, you're not racist. So just ask us questions that you're very want to know the answer, but you've never, 
know who to ask or we're comedians we we want those questions we we live for those questions for those moments to to tell you more so just pass some questions for me for tom kelly uh because that's going to be the next podcast so if you have anything let us know and we're going to answer to any questions you have so uh subscribe and everything make sure that you're on and you can listen to us on YouTube, on YouTube, on, uh, on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And, and you can check us, check, check like more updates on the Facebook channel, the Facebook page. And, and subscribe, subscribe to all of them and make sure that you spread the world and spread the love. That's the most important thing that I have to tell you. I'm doing that to teach and to stop thing I don't know like I feel sometimes that people are like oh they know better because they hear it on the media that's not true don't listen to the media never uh but but ask be don't be stupid keep keep like keep your curiosity don't feel bad about your questions just ask and and be interested it's it's cool it's good we're gonna make a better world I can promise you through comedy that's the best that's the best way of life so keep laughing and Buy tickets to the show and listen to our podcasts. And hopefully I'm going to see you soon in my shows. Uh, so my name is Yael Gavish and from Boston Corner, Israel. I love you all and spread the word, spread the love. And thank you for listening. Thank you for your attention. Thank you so much. See you soon.